hello and welcome to the On Call Room, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I am Abby, one of your hosts. And I am Bree, another one of your hosts. And it's a beautiful, beautiful day, day to podcast. podcast. Welcome again. I just ruined it. I got That's so excited. No, we are, um, if this is your first time listening, we are deep diving into every episode of Grey's Anatomy. Every single one. We are on, in, in season six. Episodes 17 and 18, which is insane. Yeah. Can't, we're, I can't believe how far we've come and how far we have to go. So, yeah, yeah, mostly we're not even halfway. Yeah. Um, but if you are a listener and you want to get more, you can go to patreon.com slash the on call room where you can sign up to receive bonus episodes. Uh, we also go live on like a Zoom meeting hangout with all of our uh, $10 listeners. We just did that tonight. It was so much fun. Everyone got to see me sweating my balls off. So if you want to see me sweating. Yeah. And we even like kind of chatted where it looked like we were in space. We had like a fun filter on. Yeah. If that you don't know what that means. enticing at all, but it was really great. We, we talked about roller coasters. Yeah. It was fun. And so if you want that and you have, you want to talk to us. Got to become a patron. Also, if you want to leave us voicemails or you have thoughts on the episode that you want to share on a Facebook group, you have to be a patron to do so. Um, head to patreon.com slash the pod to support us. We are so, so, so thankful for your help. Um, another way you can support us is you can leave a review. Five scuples, please. Um, that's how other listeners are able to find us. And we appreciate every single one of you who's already a patron and who's already left an, a review Tell all your friends. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at the On Call Room Pod. Every yep. time an episode drops, uh, we put some shit on there. So yeah, and if you have some ideas or there's like a segment idea that you have, shoot us an email at the On Call Room Pod at gmail.com. At the on call room at gmail.com. There's no at. There's no pod. <laughs> there's also no at. Oh, like at. At gmail. Email us com. at. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. 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 <laughs> email us at. The on call the room. The on call room at, at gmail.com. Gmail. What if I was like, Amos at yeah. Scrubbing <laughs> Gals? Frizzo876. Was that what yours was? Yeah. Pretty cool. Because of like Rizzo from Greece? I don't really know. Did you why identify I, with her? I had, yeah, I loved her. She was like my favorite, but I had really frizzy hair. Mmm. I also think it was a name that we, my friend Amanda and I used is, as a dollhouse character. Mmm. It's a long story. It doesn't matter because hers was shorts and mine was Frizzo. I like that. They seem like cool gals. They were. They were single moms. I really <laughs> identified with, oh my God. I really identified with Frenchie. Yeah. She's kind of annoying, but I also like hair. She's <laughs> the only one who is in uh, Grease 2. Is she? Of the original. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. What? No, and I I'm also. A cool Rider, a cool rider. That's great. I need a C O O M R I D E R. Wow, I can't believe you've never, never seen, seen it. Never seen it. I don't believe in twos. Yeah, you shouldn't believe in this one. It is not good. <laughs> Although I did hate, I hated the beauty school dropout section of the beauty movie. Beauty school dropout. But now that I'm older, Go it's back to high very school. funny. Yeah. Also, they're playing high schoolers and they're like 30. Yeah. My favorite song was, there are worse things I could do. <laughs> yeah. Then go with a boy she, or two. That guy, she was Kanicki, though. Kanicki. Yeah, no, he is not cute. Uh, he's not, but I like the name. Kanicki. Is 
Can I, I get confused with, because he's And Danny like, Zuko? <laughs> well, no, because Danny. Um, no, because Kaniki, there's like a race part of the movie, you know? Where yeah, like, and it kind of looks like Kaniki, but it's not him. Right. Okay, so it is a different guy. It's a different guy. And also, I get confused with the scene in Little Rascals. Because <laughs> they have a race in their boxcars. Oh, yeah, different movies. And, and I'm like, which movie am I watching? Yeah, that's confusing. Uh, um, wait, he's the guy that dances with Cha-Cha. She's, no, Danny Zuko dances with Cha-Cha. Who's the other guy then? Kaniki. <laughs> no, but at first, Kaniki's date, or Cha-Cha's date is the other guy. Is Kaniki, I think, yeah. But who's the race car guy then? He is of the other <laughs> gang. Like that, um, shit, I don't remember their name. So Kaniki does not drive a race car. No, he's cheering Danny Zuko on. Oh, Okay. Or well, maybe he's not around in that scene. But the bad guy looks just like him. They also, like, the car... When I think about that scene, I think about the guy who looks like Kaneki. Yeah. Who, like, a, a razor blade comes out of yeah. it and looks... But it looks so fake, cutting, like, yeah. Danny Zuko's car. That also happens in Little Rascals. Oh, does it really? They have all these special effects to their... Oh. Like, it's... I don't know what came first. Should we watch Grease tonight? That'd be fun. Yeah. It's a good... Dang. I just have, like, I, I get... Her, her last outfit is just unattainable. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's a twig. <laughs> yeah. Just a little I just twig. love when she's, like, walking through the part that's twirling. Uh-huh. But I'm also confused by what that movie is telling us. Like It's telling us not great things. Yeah, like, it doesn't have a good moral. No, no, not at you all. You have to change and be... Hot. Hot. And smoke cigarettes. Tell me about it, stud. Yeah, weird. And have really curly hair and a really thin body and wear high heels and a pleather jumpsuit. I remember thinking that I was hoping the last day of high school or like our senior whatever. There would be a carnival? Would be like that. Yeah. We would all come together and dance. And sing, you're the one that I want. (laughs) You are the one I want. I can do that. Honey. Yeah. The cool, the hand drive. Hand drive. Anyways, this is a Grey's Anatomy podcast. How do we get on Grease? I honestly don't know. I don't either. Um, so, Brie, yeah. there was a question posed in the Facebook group that I would like us to answer. Great. I'm here for it. So the question is, if you could have three Grey's Anatomy characters, I'm assuming dead or alive. Like, Yeah. Okay. Be on your surgical team. Mm-hmm. Who would you choose? So I originally chose Meredith, Christina, and Bailey. Okay. Which I think is great. Are we ignoring specialties? Like, yes. obviously, if it's a bone thing, I want Callie. Right, okay, right, right. So just, like, top tier. But then I was thinking about it and reading other people's answers, and I might, I might take Bailey out and throw Addison in. Ooh, okay. Because, and I would have all women. Give me all, some of your reasons. Give me, like, tell me. Um, Christina is the best surgeon there is. She <laughs> is a robot. Um, she would... She she would make me live. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Meredith is also a top surgeon. She won a Harper Avery. Um, but also, I feel like she could, like, empathize with me a little bit. Maybe like bedside about, manner. Yeah, about some things. And Addison is the top surgeon in her field. Uh-huh. She's a badass. Um and I feel like she wouldn't allow me to keep my ovaries. I don't know why I'm having to lose my ovaries in this storyline. She would make it so that you do keep them. Yeah, what did I say? The opposite. Oh, yeah. No, she would make sure I could could keep my ovaries. She would have that part of your body in mind. Yeah. Interesting. I like all those choices. I wish there was a pool that I could choose from. Because I kind of think in my dream team, and I don't really know why this matters, but I think I want like two women and one man. Okay. I don't know why. That's fine. I, I want just, it all women. Yeah. 
I just am mostly saying that so that I don't choose the same three as you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that Christina, for just surgical precision. Right, exactly. Like, she, I don't need her to be nice to me. I don't care about that. She even doesn't really even have to come talk to me after surgery. No. A different doctor will come talk to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I really like your argument about Addison, which is like kind of what I was thinking. At first I was going to say Teddy, but after watching the episode today, she has that moment where she kind of like... Freaks out. Yeah. And so I'm not quite sure. But then I think about current Teddy and I feel like she's a lot more like confident. Yeah. Um, I also, speaking on that, like I feel like Christina never freaks out in the OR. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. I think I would choose... Okay, here we go. I think I'm going to choose Christina mm-hmm. for sure. And then I think I'm going to choose Bailey mm-hmm. because she has a lot of experience. Yep. And she's wise. And I think if I need a talking to, yeah. she's going to shoot me straight. Yep. And then I'm going to put in Alex Karev okay. to help out with my, like the things Addison would do. Like I know he's peds and not yes. OB, but I, I still think that he would have that in mind. Yes. And I also think he's kind of a risk taker. So yes. like Bailey would be, him and Bailey would balance each other. I love it. I don't know. And I just think he's hot. So I would like him to come tell me what's going on. To see you cut open. Yeah. And see you in your most (laughs) intimate moment. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. I think those are great answers. Yeah. I think you can. I think there's no right answer. Okay. Who's your nightmare team? Oh, my nightmare team. (laughs) Owen. Okay. I mean, I think he's a good surgeon. But I also, botch job, man. He's like, (laughs) it's trauma. He's not going to make me look good. Right. He's like going to amputate. He's going to be like, amputate the leg and be like, it's a perfectly healthy leg. Get rid of it. George O'Malley. Okay. He can't invert the cecum or whatever. He was elevator guy. Yeah, but that. Was different. Yeah. Um, So George O'Malley, Owen Hunt. And Chief Winnie's drinking. <laughs> not, sounds like a terrible team. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Or or like the um the dinosaur. <laughs> you know, her. Yeah. Um, I think my my nightmare dream team would be Burke when he only has one hand. <laughs> With the tremor. Oh, Sorry, listeners. Burke when he only has a when he has a tremor. <laughs> um uh Hmm. Maybe like uh, Derek when he's angry and yeah. he's like distracted. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of men coming up here. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe just Han because she's would be the, the worst. Yeah. yeah. Like she would just be like, your heart is broken. <laughs> I'm upset and pissed. Um, yeah, probably that. I think those are good answers. I like Sydney would be annoying to me too, even though like I love her spirit and I appreciate her character. Yeah. I don't want her to come talk to me. Oh, or we could throw Izzy in there. She's going to convince us to cut our LVAD wire. (laughs) I don't. She's going to be like, you have to do it. And we're going to be like, yeah, I don't want her in there at all. No. Who would. Okay. So like, Hmm. What about, okay. Someone in your, this is, sad someone in your family has died who do you want to come tell you that who do you want to hug no no that's a different one that's they've saved your person who tells you the worst news of your life that uh, abby moore has died oh my god just kidding we can't we're too powerful yeah <laughs> um that's some yeah. um, okay like in uh who okay. do you who bad news who tells you bad news chief weber <laughs> you want weber to tell it to you Maybe. No. Who do I want to tell that to me? Maybe Arizona. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, she's like empathy queen. Yeah. I I kind of think I want Derek. Oh, yeah, he would be a good one, too. When he gets in that, like, really yeah. dreamy eyes mode, but he's also, like, very caring. Yeah. Who do you want to tell you that everything went okay and so to get to it? Uh, Mark Sloan. Yeah, Mark Sloan. And then I'll be like that patient on last week's. Yeah. We just sleep together. Yeah. That's... He was funny this week. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about, I'm trying to think of one more. Who, um, what's another situation that we could pick one other person? Mm. Who would you, hmm. I guess, I don't know. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, like, who would you want, like, if to just randomly be there if something bad happened? And he's like, is oh, there a like doctor? you're in a car accident and yeah. someone shows up on yeah. the scene, like, because they were going on a date? Yeah, I would want Owen. He's oh. a trauma. Yeah, for sure, Owen or Teddy. Yeah. All right, well, there we go. Dream team. Dream team. Dream team. Um, do we want to just get into the episode? Do you have anything else? Not really. It's hot. It's really hot. Um, so, and we gave you two two-hour episodes. Who knows? We could still talk for Yeah. Um, I just want to let everyone know the windows are, are open again. So it might be... Abby was like, we can't shut the windows because no. we might die. And it made me think about this time last summer that it was like 90 <laughs> degrees outside and I don't have air conditioning in my car or in my apartment. Yeah, but, God. And I was like, I think it's a good day to go get a car wash in 90 degree weather. Oh. And I, I, if you want to know what it feels like to think you're going to suffocate to death and die, go in a car wash that you can't get out of, <laughs> roll up all of your windows in 90 degree weather. I remember just being like, where's my water bottle? Like, I can't, I can't breathe. Oh my God, I've made a huge mistake. And then like got out of the car wash and like parked and like got out of my car. It was like, <laughs> oh my God. I So... I really need a car wash right now, but I have to go at like six in the morning or right, something or when later. it's not like 90 degrees. Yeah. Or like go wash it at my parents' house, but that's- You can wash it at our house. Mm. We have a hose. Yeah, but I, I would rather- just, I'd rather just go get a car wash. Yeah. That used to be a fun activity for me in high school. Getting a car wash? No, like doing it in the yard. Oh yeah. I used to do that as a kid. I used to wash my parents' car. Yeah. Why? Our parents were like, oh, God, they're busy for 20 minutes. I think it's because it's it's hot out. And yeah, it's in like, a bathing suit and yeah. you're like sexy. Yeah, now I'm no. like, put me in a baggy t-shirt. <laughs> I watch. I don't it. know how to sit because my legs are, are sticking. so wet. Yeah, I know. <coughs> um, so. Let's get into it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, I have a little sponsorship news, guys. Great. Which we've had a few use it in the past, but not lately, and it's not building up. But we would love your support. If you don't want to do Patreon and you've been looking at um, A-Day clothing, which is a really, really cool clothing line, you can find them on Instagram at this is A-Day, and you can go to their website at thisisaday.com. They are coming out. Uh, it would have been last week now with a new line of stuff. It's called Plant Life. So it's three, again, their whole idea is that you have this like capsule wardrobe. They're coming out with these three shirts that are like, basics there's a tank top that's like a scoop back mm -hmm. there's a like a, a t-shirt that has like those side slits Love that go it. up yep so you can tuck the front in or do whatever it's kind of like an oversized boxy t-shirt and then a fitted long sleeve shirt with like a scoop that you looks really good like tucked into jeans or mm -hmm. whatever um and i got to feel the fabric when i was in new york last month but it wasn't out yet 
it, I am not kidding you guys, is like the softest. I don't know how to describe it. It feels like butter. Mm. It doesn't feel like athletic clothes. Like it's more cottony than that. But it's the t-shirt is like the perfect t-shirt because it's got those. It's really flattering. If you have short legs like me, it like makes your legs look long. Um, what is it made out of? So it's like a plant-based material. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, yeah, so if you like to feel grounded, a part of the earth. I don't yeah. think it's actually out yet today, but... Um, oh, it's not? I'll send you... I have, like, an ambassador link. Um, but they're really cute. They're super basic. And to me, like, I will pay good money for a shirt that will last a really long time. Um, and so I recommend you guys check it out. You can get 20% off your first order by using the code ONCALLROOMXADAY. Um, and as soon as... Uh, if we ever get those in our hands, I'll try to like do a little post on Instagram. Um, but anyways, just make sure you check them out and let's take a quick little break and we'll get into the episode. Sounds good. All right, we're back. Uh, so this week we are talking about season six, episodes 17 and 18, Push and Suicide is Painless. Um, I'll read the first monologue by Meredith Gray. Surgeons aren't complacent people. We don't put our feet up. We don't sit still. Whatever the game is, we like to win. And once we win, we get a new game. We push ourselves, residents attending. It doesn't matter how much we achieve. If you're a climber, there's always another mountain. They take pictures of the mountain climbers at the top of the mountain. They're smiling, ecstatic, triumphant. They don't take pictures along the way because who wants to remember the rest of it? We push ourselves because we have to, not because we like it. The relentless climb, the pain and anguish of taking it to the next level, nobody takes pictures of that. Nobody wants to remember. We just want to remember the view from the top. The breathtaking moment at the edge of the world, that's what keeps us climbing, and it's worth the pain. That's the crazy part. It's worth anything. And then Suicide is Painless. This is by Owen Hunt. Your favorite character. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is his first monologue. Yeah. Dying isn't easy. The body was designed to stay alive. Thick skull, strong heart, keen senses. When the body starts to fail, medicine takes over. Surgeons are arrogant enough to think there's no one they can't save. Like I said, dying isn't easy. Living is better than dying, until it's not. But even if letting a person die is the right thing to do, it's not what surgeons are built for. We are arrogant and competitive. We don't like to lose and death feels like a loss, even when we know it's not. We know, we know it's time. We know it's right. We know we did everything we could. It is hard to shake that feeling that you could have done more. That's sad. It is really sad. I think it's really interesting. I just have a note on the first monologue. Um, I was listening to Pete Holmes' podcast today um, with Hillary McBride, and he talks about how he's so on the Enneagram, if you're familiar, he's a three, which is the achiever, mm-hmm. which like they just like always being achieving something, always having a finished product, like, and then bettering what is next. Like that is like what they live for. And I have a little bit of that in me. And it's really interesting too, that like, you ever notice, like if you work on something and if you're so focused on like the outcome, as soon as it's over, it's like you appreciate it for like 20 seconds and then you're on to the next thing. Yes. And it's like this never ending, never ending feeling of like, of, of actually achieving something. Cause you're yeah. like, as soon as you're done, you're on to the next one. And like, it was, what, what are you going to, like, catching the next thing? Right. And it was kind of talking about, they were talking about, like, how if that's your focus, like, you're never going to feel satisfied and you're never going to feel um, like what you've done is enough. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have a thing like that, too. Like, it's always, like, 
whenever I finish editing and delivering a wedding, I feel accomplished for like two minutes and then I'm like, oh, I have another one. And yeah. like, it's like back again. And it's really interesting because our like life we live in in our country and our society is like very much achievers. Like if you're not achieving something or you're not working on a project, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really like, it's an interesting topic because like, it's exactly what they're saying. Like, they're not focusing on the journey part, but when really, like, we should, because that's what most of life is. Mm-hmm. Like, the small percentage of, like, when you reach the top is, like, very small. Like, the rest of life is just working on shit. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I like this monologue a lot. That was really good insight. Thanks. I'm definitely not Nick the mountain climber, though. Nick the mountain climber? The oh, in the— I'm Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, like, I just want to hang out with my kid and, he's, like, he's a ladybug. Yeah. Um, like, I want to go to Napa. Oh, I love Napa. Napa. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I'll do shotgun workup. We've got Audrey Taylor, abdominal tumor, Todd Holmes, post new, wait, post pneumonectomy syndrome, bronchial compression. Nice. Noah, sepsis, ruptured cyst, Kim Allen, stage four, large cell lung cancer, pulmonary edema. Nick Kelsey, open tibia fracture, hip fracture, ankle dislocation, frostbite. Phil, abdominal bruising, frostbite, scalp laceration, and Dan Mooney, arm injury, neck laceration. And then rounds for today, we have Bailey and Ben prepping the surgical field. Best thing ever. Uh, Mark wanting to date um, and moving on from Lexi. To Teddy. Derek moving deeper into his role as chief. Um, That includes Richard giving him advice on how to be a good chief. Where to eat lunch. Where to eat lunch. Um, Meredith kind of getting mad at him. And then Owen and Teddy feud, um, as well as flashback to when they were in Iraq. And then Callie giving relationship advice to a ton of people, to Mark and to Bailey. Um, But then also realizing that Arizona doesn't want children. Yeah, that's great. First notes? First notes. Mine is Mark is lonely and unhappy and he doesn't know how to be a grown up. <laughs> yeah, mine is just like, why is, oh no, that's the first one. Actually, my first note of both episodes is why the fuck are they doing push-ups? That was my second note. I was like, oh, we, we started this episode with push-ups. I mean, for the yeah, first note for I the second episode. Yeah, I thought it was funny episode. that it, both of them started with unhealthy men doing, doing push-ups. push-ups. In like the middle of the night. Yeah, well, Mark is in the morning. Yeah. I said push-ups won't make you happy. They won't. And then I wrote, is Mark a sex addict? Because <laughs> uh, Callie's note him is find a grown up who wants what you want and date. And I thought that was the most genius, simple advice ever. Yeah. Can I mean, he masturbate? Is he not masturbating? I mean, I guess he's lonely. He's, he's not, lonely. Yeah, yeah. It's not just sex. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Shall we get into. Let's talk about the surgical field. Yes. First of all, I. I love every interaction Bailey has with Callie about yes. this. I feel like it's a true like girl friendship when mm-hmm. you're like without like also it's like TV friendly because they never said what they right. were talking about. And then I was so proud of Bailey. I just what yeah. I loved when she said, "I prep my surgical field with, with soap and water. water." And I was like, "Yes, Bailey talking about your vagina." And you know what? I'm going to say it. If you shave or you wax or you sugar or you go full natural, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want, but like own it. And I love that Bailey like Mm -hmm. owns the fact that like, no, I am a woman. I'm not a five-year-old girl. I'm like going to keep it like, 
I, she said, the way God made it, a woman is meant to have something on the surgical field, a little nature, a little God. Yeah. And then she goes, and th- then that man has, or something like, and if that man is not okay with that, then that man has no business getting near my surgical field. Well, amen to that. Yeah. It was like, I want that tattooed. <laughs> Seriously. Because like, at the end of the day, like, I think do whatever you want that makes you feel empowered as a woman and be when it comes someone. to your vagina and be with someone who lets you make that choice. Exactly. Yeah, I am like hashtag blessed enough, I feel like, to be with someone that has never had a qualm with that. But I can't imagine how like horrible that would feel if someone tried to tell you what you should do. Oh, like, yeah. So I'm glad ba- Bailey has her, you know, head on straight with that. And, but it's just, and I also love though that like Callie has the name of a woman across the street in a small place. Oh yeah. She's, like, like, she's the her... friend you go to when yeah. you do need that. And I think that's great too. I also love that like when Bailey tried to leave and Derek was oh, like. Oh my God, that scene was so good. And Derek was like, never in my time of working here have I ever seen you eat. I made a note like, I don't think I've ever seen Bailey eat. Or leave. Yeah, like when have you seen Bailey eat anything? Yeah, no, we've never seen her in a lunch scene. No. But uh, I also love when she's like, I don't know, like a hair, I go for haircuts. She goes, no, not a haircut. Like she like immediately um, says that and she goes, I'm going out. And then she goes, is that the kind of chief you want to be? Is the kind of that when you want to be? Like, and he was like, no, I don't want to be that kind of man. Like she's just so good. Um, I fucking love Ben Warren. Right? Okay, He's like can we- such a grown up. Can we talk about, I love that she comes in, she starts like Bailey teaching moment, Ben. Yep, yep. And he was like, you're lecturing me. Right. And then do. Yeah. That's what you do. And then he like, is like, we can have a conversation, but I'm not going to sit here and let you just lecture me. So he's like, how about you ask a question and I answer? And then she asks a question and she starts to answer (laughs) for him. And he's like, no, no, I get to answer. And I was like, Damn, Ben, that's so true. No one else will say that to Bailey. Right. And no one else communicates in this goddamn show. No. So it was nice to see a grown-up conversation because that could have turned into a blown-up thing of, like, yeah. the thing where you have, well, like, what the story I'm telling myself is, and, like, he's stopping that from happening. Exactly. And yeah. and just to that, like, he's like, okay, so you don't take this lightly. Neither do I. And they're, like, on the same page about having sex. And it was just, like, it made me so happy and it felt so adult. And, like, yeah. Bailey deserves a win when it comes to, like, right. dating love. and yeah. love. And, yeah. I wrote, um, yeah, I wrote, they're the only communicating couple on this goddamn show. I love, too, that he even is, like, I think the third date's a little early, too. Like, I don't rush into this. And when she was, she reminds me of me, though, when she's like, okay, but when? How will I know? And yeah. Like, I think it'll just happen. Like, that would be the worst answer for me because I love to be prepared. But yeah. it's so true. Like, you can't plan for shit like that. No. What do you think about what Callie said, though, about, like, um, like the third date being the sex date? Um, I think it's an interesting, I mean, again, I, also, I think I have a note in here somewhere about how I think dating looks so hard. Like I haven't had to do it in a, since, you know, uh, 12 years. Yeah. And like, so the thought of that unknown and not knowing what they're thinking and it being too soon to like ask what they're thinking or thinking it's too soon. Clearly they can talk about it, but that was like really, I just was like, oh man, dating seems really hard. And then not knowing, like when Bailey says like, you know, the last person I had sex with was my husband and that was the only person. Like how terrifying 
to only like to have to have it again with a whole new person like and that. Re- I think learn. about me like if that had ha- like will would happen in the future. That would be the scariest, terrifying, most vulnerable thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And having to do all the, like, the first are all exciting, but they're also really scary. Like I think about the first time John and I said we loved each other and I was so fucking afraid to say it. Yeah. Like it would be terrifying to go through that all again. Yeah. Anyone out there dating, I'm so sorry. My heart is with you. You you are brave. You are so brave. Yeah. And you prep your surgical field however however you you want. want. (laughs) Um, I also love when Bailey comes back in and she's talking about condoms. And she's like, I pegged you to be a, what does she call it? What is the, the kind of birth control that Bailey has? A diaphragm. Oh, yeah, diaphragm kind of girl. And she's like, I am. She's like, but the wrath of sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> like, the fact that she, and then she, like, kind of scolds Callie for, like, not even thinking of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's been. Like, I just, I loved that. Too. Yeah. And I also loved Callie's advice of, like, um, the man might not have it because he's trying to act like he didn't think it would happen. Yeah. And like, then that's when I think I was like, whoa, dating seems fucking hard. Well, I think it's so funny too, because like, is that really what Ben Warren would be thinking? Probably not. Right. But I feel like as women, not all women do this. And I think men also can do this, but like, to put it in a box in a stereotype, like women overthink shit like this. Yeah. And so Callie has every answer. Like he might not bring a condom right. because he's trying to be polite, but really he's planning on having sex with <laughs> yeah. you. It's like we go down these crazy rabbit holes. And I love that Bailey confides in Callie because she's like, you get this. Right. right. I don't, you right, know? Right. I also um, think, yeah. So like when she's telling her that third date is the sex date, she also is like, yeah, you're having dinner at his home where he keeps his bed. Yeah. And then, like she said that. And then she said her advice to Bailey was dress casual like you don't know it's going to happen. Prep the surgical field, have sex on the couch, and then walk the walk of shame and darkness. Yeah. That was like her thing, which I was like, I even loved how many times do you think she's done that? Oh, my God. It's so good. Well, and then Bailey being like, do I spend the night? And Kelly's yeah. like, absolutely not. Like, yeah. no, like, no, no, no. You no. walk in the dark hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ben is just very. I think he's going to be good for Bailey. Well, we know he will be. Right, but right. he really is. Yeah. He's just a grown up. He is. He and he some... like, he pushes Bailey like, and he's not intimidated by her. No. Which is probably crazy for her because every other, even I feel like her husband was timid to her. Yes. Until he exploded. Yes, exactly. So, um. She needs that. Also, I just wanted to note in the scene when they're talking about the surgical field, Callie goes, all right, all right, I'm not putting a gun to your head. And I was like, oh, another foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? So Crazy. Um, anything else about Ben or Bailey or Callie? Well, we're going to talk about Callie later, actually. Um, yeah, I'm good with Bailey and Ben. That was just a quick little ditty. Do we want to go into Mark? Yeah. Okay. So Mark, I love that he like doesn't know how to make coffee. He has a stain on his shirt. He (laughs) can't do a push-up or he's doing push-ups. Like, yeah, he can definitely do a push-up. Yeah, (laughs) he is. He can only do push-ups. Yeah. Um, he's a mess. And I thought it was interesting that this is sort of, I feel like Mark finally sees that what he wants is more than sex. Yes. And it took this period of time where that's all he was getting. Yes. After having a loving relationship to realize that the thing he likes is not the sex, but the- The intimacy. The intimacy, yeah. And so um, I think I forgot about this move towards Teddy. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, if I didn't know the outcome or I wasn't so Lexi Mark, 
or I didn't still think that Marky, I think Mark still loves Lexi. Like, would I ever see these two together? It's just really weird to me because I feel like, well, I think it's funny that he was like, good for you about the, like, can I ask you about implants or whatever? He's so empowering about them. Yeah, he's like, yeah, all right. And so that starts off super. Wouldn't have pegged you for that. Yeah, super awkward. And then Callie um, is like, go for Teddy. And and I feel like it's, it's Callie who plants that in Mark's head. Yeah. Which right. is like, that's why I feel like, are they even really I like. I don't think so. No. You know, and I like that he's like, I'm going to take you out for lunch in the daylight and I'm going to get to know you and I want to have kids and all this stuff like later on in the episode. I think that's all great. But I'm like, I don't feel like Mark really. I guess you don't know you, if you want that unless you date, Try, go on a right, date with right. someone. But I just feel like he's never had eyes for Teddy, I feel like. No, and I, I think Teddy is using it as a distraction from Owen. Right. And so it's, yeah, it's all around weird. Oh. I did love, okay, well, first of all, in that, so when when Teddy realizes that he wants something more than that, he wants dinner, and she backs out then, and Owen Oh fucking, my God. He is the worst. I was so irritated. I wrote in all caps, like, shut the fuck up, Owen. Like, get, stop, like, stop it. Yeah. Get out of here. And then Mare's just sitting in the oh corner. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. And then later on, Meredith calls him out. Yeah, I want to talk about that. But right during that scene first, when Owen approaches Mark, Mark turns to him and goes, this may come as a shock to you, but it looks like I'm the respectful adult in this yeah. situation, yeah. which I just think is like, he was just really funny in that moment. Yeah. Also, he just got dumped without even getting a date. Like, yeah. it just... Um, but Owen is just so, so out of line. Yeah, so inappropriate. Right. Why is he lurky lurks? Always. Doesn't matter if it's jealousy. Like, like versus... Uh, like, or being a friend, even. Like, yeah. even if he's not jealous and he's just being a friend, it's still over the line. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Teddy is allowed to do what she wants. Right. Um... Yeah, I hate it. No, it makes me so mad. I hate it too, but I do love, so Owen and, and Mare are on a team for that surgery. And at the end, he's like, we were a great team, whatever. And he just goes, we are not a team. Christina and I are a team. And she goes, and if you mess with that, I will turn on you. Yes. And then she goes, that's a team. And I, again, the greatest love story of all is Christina and Meredith. Yeah. I love that she's like, finally, I feel like direct with Owen. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think Meredith has ever liked Owen. No. Like, from the beginning, I feel like she's felt like he has, well, I think she even expresses to Christina in the beginning, like, he kind of has a lot of baggage and things are really complicated. Are you sure you want to do this? And Christina does, so she's in full support of Christina, but she made it clear to Owen, like, this, I don't love you. I love Christina. That's why I'm nice to you. It's kind of like, Christina and Derek. Yes. It's yeah. like a perfect mirror image because Christina puts up with Derek and like obviously like saves his life and all these things. But like <laughs> <laughs> she loves Derek because Meredith loves Derek. Right. And so I just love how Meredith said it with a smile on her face. Like she's not being a bitch. She's not yelling at him. She's just stating like, this is my friend. I see what you're doing. Right. And yeah, here's how it goes. This I would hope you would do the same for me. Absolutely. Oh my God, have you? Do you not like Jake? Do you only love Jake because you love me? No. I've known Jake <laughs> longer than I've known you. Okay, fine. But I I, I will text him right now. <laughs> and I will say, if you ever. If you fucking Did you ever. tell John that? I didn't, but I should. I'll yeah. send him a text. We Good. both just sent text. <laughs> if you ever. If you ever hurt her. Um... 
I also think too, so talk, we're talking about Mark, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so Mark has that conversation with Teddy saying that he wants to build a life, a family, and he's not wasting his time on someone who doesn't share that interest, which good on you, Mark. I have, I also think that's like great. Well, I think it's great if you don't care about that and you just want to like have sex, like that's wonderful. But I like when you own what you want. Yes. No matter what that is. Totally agree. Yeah. And I like that he's owning that. And I also think that is if that is something that you want, I also think it's important that you let that be known. Well, and then on the flip side, what's happening with Lexi is Lexi keeps walking around the hospital telling like Mark is just doing this thing with Teddy to make me jealous. He's not over me, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really think that Mark is over Lexi, but I definitely think he's he's, trying. He's trying. He's taking steps to try and get what he wants out of an adult relationship. Right. And then, you know, at the last moment when she finally, like, tells Karev again, like, oh, he's, you know, just making, trying to make me jealous. And Karev's like, doesn't seem that way. Like, they're going on a date. Yeah. yeah. And and she runs in the bathroom and she breaks down. And I was just like, Lexi, go tell Mark that, right. that you don't want him to move on. Right. But, like, that feeling is so sad when you're like, he's moving on. No, it's great. Like, it reminded me of the, like, like the old days when Meredith would have the breakdown in the closets. Yes. And like, yep. that moment was more powerful because Derek was there to soothe her. Yes. But then with a bag. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that scene. But like, I, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like conversation, man. It's really yeah. sad scene though. I know. I've, I know feel like I've you. been there. Yeah. yeah. Like you're like, I'm really happy you're moving on. But you're like, you don't want someone yeah. to move on from you. No. Even no. if you're moving on from them. If it's, it's kind of, this is not what it's like. This is all I can relate to right now. But like, I am fine if I go on a vacation for a week. Yes, but not, yeah. You are not allowed no. to leave me. No, <laughs> it's a very unhealthy position. Right, right. We own up to that. Yeah. But it's uncomfortable. It is super uncomfortable. Um, is there anything with them in the second episode? I don't think there is. It's mostly well, centric. No, than- just that Teddy shows up at Mark's. Right. At the end, and is like, I helped a patient die, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And then he's like, Do you want to talk about it? And she's like, No. And then they go make out. Yeah, which I don't think they've had sex yet because they've just been going on dates. Yeah, I like when she approaches him about the the patient though, and he's like, and she's like, This is not a chance to get to know me. I actually have a patient that like I have questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. Should we, Derek? Yes. Yeah, so tell me what you think about Derek being a chief. What, how do you think he's doing? Um, well, first of all, I mean, I'm going to throw Richard in here mm-hmm. with the Derek thing. Um, I wrote in the beginning of the first episode, I said, Chief's aggressive behavior is back. Remember last episode, you were like, Chief is so calm. Yeah. He's like not drinking and he's calm. Um, I think Chief has Is it become, about when he steals the surgery, though? Yeah. Well, no, like, after that, oh, okay. he gets like kind of mad at Derek and like yeah. he's pretty, pretty angry. Right. He's like, you don't want it this way. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Whatever. I think... Um, what where I have a quote here um from Richard where he says to Derek oh well, he said it takes vision Derek and you don't have it when he's talking about being a chief and like inspiring surgeons to like be the best surgeons that they are how they do it and I was like wow that is a bold statement. a bold bold thing to say. And then I was super irritated when Meredith came and was like, 
He's like, hurry up. Like, he was in meetings. Yeah. And then he was like, get to the point. And then she's like, and I get to dissect the whatever. And he was like, that's it. And he walks away. I was like, fuck, man, I know you're the chief, but, like, she came to you as, like— Your wife. Yeah, like— and maybe, like, you should have just been excited for her. And then after work, been like, I, I was super excited for you. But, like, that can't I was in happen. a meeting. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, it was, again, I sometimes think the writing for Derek is, like, a little extreme. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, and I think this for Chief, too. Because Chief, like, had that speech with Derek where you need vision. And then literally two minutes later, he's like... I get it. You did the right thing. Like, yeah. he he flips really easily, and I sometimes think Derek does that, too. And they wrap it up really fast in an episode sometimes yeah. of, like, a little tiny issue. I sometimes think it's like they, they don't process things before they start talking. They yes. just talk, and then they realize what they said was stupid. Yeah. I did love Chief, though, like, using his age to get the surgeries in the beginning. Hilarious. Because this is, I mean, is the first time Chief has owned that he's not Chief anymore. He's just uh, yeah. attending, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is uncomfortable because, okay, let's talk about the fact yeah. that he is not, like, no one, I felt so sad when he came up to the table and no yeah. one invited him to sit down to have lunch. Yes. And then he is just, like, eating in the conference room by himself. I love that Mark was, like, it's out of respect. Like, yeah, I have a, a note about that part. Oh, yeah. He goes, you're still coach. Like, yeah, even like, though you're not coach, you're coach. Yeah, and, like, Chief, that's a sign of respect. But then Chief ends up trying to say something like, oh, I'd I'd hit Jesus. her or something. Yeah, he goes, uh, I have this written down. Um, okay, he goes, I'd hit her. I'd hit her hard. Which, also, I wrote, dated episode. Like, a lot Seriously. of, when they're talking about the EMT girl that comes in. Oh, my And they're looking God. at her ass. Yeah, like, I wrote, why are all these men just staring at women's asses? Why is Percy fucking looking at her ass? Do your fucking job. Yeah, I, I really think if this episode, I mean, look at the episodes we're seeing now. This would not no. be glorified the way no. that it is, like a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it was obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and, he, and I just love that Karev goes, sir, I think what you wanted to say was I'd hit that. Yeah. And then Bailey goes, I don't think you want to say <laughs> it at all. And he's like, oh, God. And yeah. it's, I love, like, of course, Bailey's in like, the OR when she says that. And Chief, like, okay, if we're just going to, this is a dated episode. I don't like yeah. the jokes. I think they're dumb. But for what the episode right. is, in the t- yeah. I feel like Chief is just trying to be one of the guys and just, he can't be. No, because he's- Failed miserably. Because he's been the, the the coach, the dad for so long that they don't talk in front of. Yes. But yeah, there's a lot of locker room etiquette as that stupid phrase that people used to, you know, like- Oh God, yeah. yeah. Which I just wonder, I just think it's dated. It has to be. Yeah, it's just not acceptable. Right. Like, we have, as a, I feel like, as a society, now deemed that, like, that shit's not okay. I mean, people still do it. Yeah, but I'm, not saying, like, I'm not saying it's done. I'm saying it's less, it's now, like, you you don't want that in a TV show unless you're painting those people as the bad people. Yes. Like, in this, they're just like, oh, those are just the bros. Yeah. Um, I did like that Chief, or Richard, ended up giving Derek advice at the end yes. and was like, you know, schedule a surgery in yeah. the early in the morning. At least you start your day cutting. Like so and so can forge your signature, and then also like you don't s- eat lunch without being with someone. You can or you'll eat lunch isolate with, yourself. Yeah, well, and, like you can eat lunch it's with, with me. me. Which is- I think they have like such a weird relationship because I do think they respect each other, but again, they're fighting for the same job. So it's like this weird right thing. Because, like, obviously Chief doesn't want to give him too much advice on how to do his job well. Right, right. 
Der- he wants Derek's job. Right. Also, I love that we're still calling him chief. I can't stop calling Richard chief. chief. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of wrote that in the part when he steals the surgery. And he's like, oh, I don't know how many more I'll get. And I'm like, well, 10 years you're, worth. Yeah, you're, so... I love I, Christina's response to that, too. Just being like, oh, my God. Like, looking at Owen and yeah. just being like, And then she goes with Weber, and she's like, he knows shit. Or like, yeah. Or like, yeah. And he says to Owen, or she says to Owen, you're adorable and you're slow. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is perfect. Um, describe him. But so, yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of got off topic of Derek, but... Well, I think Chief as a whole. As a whole. I just feel like... Derek doesn't have it down yet, no. but I think he's trying. I agree. And I think he's open to hearing what Richard has to say. Yes. I also, um, so it's interesting that, like, Derek allows them to split up into teams and present to him mm-hmm. what they want. And, like, I love that Chief has Christina be a double agent mm-hmm. and that she's not even remotely like, I don't know if I should do that. She's like, I've yep. got it. Yep, absolutely. And when Owen and Meredith realize that what she just did, she's like, oh, I don't know. He's just flapping around. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's just so good. Um, But then Derek chooses Owen's way. Yeah, which is interesting. It ends up working. It does end up working. Um, but do you notice, though, in surgery, when things go wrong, there's like, Weber, where's Weber? Yeah, because he knows. Yeah, he's, I feel he's like. He's chief. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking chief. Yeah, um, but he, I, I wish there would be some more, maybe there are, but like, once he's better, and I'll be excited to see the new, the rest of the seasons, like, moments where chief can shine as a surgeon, because I always feel like in these beginning seasons, like, he has brain cancer, and then he starts <laughs> drinking. Like, when do we see him as this person that they talk about, like, when it was him and Then Alex. he gets electrocuted. Yeah, like, when do we see him be a badass surgeon? It's not that often. I think he's more of a mentor now. Like, that's he's, true. That's yeah. back in his old day, and he just that's is true. like, well, he starts doing, like, research. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Alice's research or whatever, so. Right, yeah. I don't know. Um, I feel like this next one, unless you have anything else about... No, they're more like random notes before we get to the two last big topics. Oh. you. Oh, do you want to do your random no, notes? No, I'll do them at the end. Oh, at the end. Okay. Um, I feel like this next one is a really big topic. It's the Owen and Teddy feud um, yeah. and the flashback and um, they're fighting over... Um, Teddy has a patient who um, she is um, physician-assisted suicide. She's going to help... Her patient die, and um, she's terminal, and she's choosing to die. And Owen, and so you have to ask another physician. Right. And Owen has a fucking fit about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, well, I think it's important that, like, if they just had him at a fit and we didn't get the backstory we got. Right. It would be weird. I I, feel- I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Well, because in the middle of it, you're like, Owen's having a fit and I don't know why. But at the end of the episode, you understand why. It's interesting, too. This is the, I feel, well, this is the moment that Owen, I feel, well, not I don't know enough about PTSD to, like, make a statement. But I feel like they're trying to show us on the show that this is what caused it. Like, like this event is what he is still really struggling with. Okay. Because um, it talks, yeah, he talks about that. I feel like he always, when the, his platoon blew, you know, hidden eyed ED. Oh, like, yeah. Like, this to me is, yeah. like, the event that really shaped the Owen we have today. Even, like, because when Teddy arrives at the end with the, the helicopters, helicopter. like, there's a lot, and that's his friend that just died. Yeah. Like, I really think this is the moment. And so, I like that they give us this. Yes. I also used to love the show Army Wives. And this whole episode was very Army Wives-esque. Okay. Um, and I'm into it. 
Um, it's also weird. Do you feel like Owen fits in better in that world than the world yes. he's in? Like, yes. he thrives there. And, like, his mannerisms and things, like, make so much more sense. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just, I really, I didn't mind this episode of, because I liked seeing what was actually going on in his head. Yes. Instead of just anger. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, there was, like, uh, reasoning behind his anger. It wasn't yes. just, like, pointed anger for no reason. A hundred percent. Um, so Teddy ends up choo- or going to Mark and having Mark, um, like be the, the second, second physician, yeah, yeah, second physician or whatever. And then Owen makes them do another test. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's this really, it's a really sad episode. Yeah. It's super complicated. Um, the part that got me and I got fucking GGBs, um, is when the, the patient who has um, cancer, Kim, is her name. And she gives, like, like Owen runs in. And he's like, why are you doing this? Like, he's what like, you- what if they find a cure? Yeah, and she was like, pretty much, like, I, they, I'm dying. Like, even if they find a cure, it's too late for me. And one of the things she said is, I am not afraid of this. Why are you? Why are you so afraid to let me die? Yeah. And it was like, Fuck. Yeah. Why? And then we find out at the end of the episode. Right. But I feel like that was a really powerful statement. I think so too. And even right before that, she says, maybe you have to be dying to understand death stops being scary. What starts being scary is hope because it's not true. Hanging on to hope may make you, may make you feel better, but it just makes me feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was like the same thing with his, his person, his friend or whatever that he was holding his neck is like, his name was Dan. Dan. Thank you. Owen, that guy was ready to go. He was in so much pain, whatever. Yeah. I think in that moment to let go, it was like harder for Owen. Yes. To make the choice to say goodbye to someone because Owen was holding on to hope. And I think what really fucked him over is that as soon as that happened, hope heli- arrived. Like, right. The like, helicopter. Like he allowed, he let him bleed out. Right. And he could, because he asked him to. But like then, you know, it's that whole idea of like, that goes against who we are as surgeons in the opening monologue, you know, like it's living is better than dying. And he made the choice to go against that. Yeah. 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 And because the patient asked him to. Right. And yeah, it's really complicated. I don't know if, you know, this is a really hot button topic. And so, um, you know, I'm sure people have a lot of opinions about it. Um, I would recommend if you are interested in like thinking about it, um, you should watch the document, the documentary "How to Die in Oregon." Oh, it yeah, is yeah. so sad, but so good, and it completely shaped how I feel about yeah. um, physician assisted suicide. That. Yeah, I really thought it was a brilliant mirror mirroring issue, or you know, like two totally different scenes, like. That woman had cancer. She's been suffering. Like, she's made this educated decision. Like, his friend did not have a long time to suffer, but still had those same feelings. I just think, like, I try to put myself in Owen's shoes, and it is so... I cannot imagine that feeling when the helicopter shows up. No. Because how do you explain that? I don't think anyone's going to judge you for it, but, like, to yourself. like Right, and then when he's talking to that, the husband, he's I like, there's going to be, like, a moment where, like, they're, they're, when she dies, like, a relief right. on her face. And, like, hold on to because that. Because after that, it's shitty. And it's it's your, yeah, and then he's like, and the rest of it is your own garbage, which yes. I love that he says that. Right. Um, 
And then it's just so sad that like, he's just in the middle of the night fucking doing push-ups. I love when Christina comes up and her pant leg is all messed up. Yeah. It's like so <laughs> real. Like sleep. Up. Yeah. Like yeah. just like, what are you doing? But, I just wish he would have, they would have been able to talk. Like, I know. I know he's not like quite ready, but it would be really hard to see the person that you love. You know, they're going through something, but also you cannot relate. At like all. you can empathize and you can hold space, but you can't actually like give solutions necessarily. Yeah. Um, Is Owen still in therapy? I don't know. I think he should be. I think, well, he clearly does again in season 15. Yeah. He ca- should have continued. Yes. Just like that lady who wouldn't let Meredith go. Why did? Um. Wait, I had a question with Dan. Like, this is such Who's a dumb Dan? question. Which one's Dan? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when doctors are dying, do they know they're dying? Like, I know this sounds really dumb, but he's like, I'm reaching the triangle, right. whatever. Like, if you have that knowledge, do you know you're, like, con- are you conscious enough to know, like, I'm fucking dying, right? Maybe, if you know the signs. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to know. No. But, I, yeah, I hated when he was just like, it hurts, it hurts. And every time Owen saw that, oh, the Nick, I think, the guy who's broken leg or whatever, when that guy was screaming in pain, it sent Owen back to that too. Yes. Like, I can't imagine seeing someone that you love be in that much pain. Yes. Like, it's just insane. Um, I was I, really happy that we got a flashback episode. Same. I Also, life in the beginning when they're playing soccer. Yeah, and, and they're all just— Teddy and him are like— I also, also, I think what also haunts him is that guy, Dan, says you should propose to Altman. Like— and he orders him to move his hand, but like he tells him, one of the last things he tells Owen before he dies is use this ring to propose to Teddy. Yeah. Like that also would weigh on you weirdly, where like the one wish your friend had who you know he's right, yes. you haven't done. Right. Um, it was kind of freaky though when Owen is like to Derek, I won't let you kill him. And she, he's like, like patient is a woman. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, go home. Yeah. And then of course he comes back and he's like outside in the rain. Like, <laughs> it was so sad for that husband when he has the pills. He's like, these are the pills that are going to kill my wife. Um, I tried to make light of it in my head because it was really heavy to watch. That reminded me of in Game of Thrones when Olena drinks the poison and yes. red wine. And like, I was waiting for the wife to like admit something terrible. And yeah. Go. But oh. um, I just think like in that situation, it would suck so bad to be that husband. Yes. Like, well, I love too, finally at the end when he like admitted, like, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. And she fucking holds him. I know. It's really. She's sad. dying. I know. And she holds him. But she gets to die. Yeah. He has to live. Sometimes yeah. living is way harder. Yeah, that's um, true. I just, yeah, I thought it was a really well done episode, actually, weirdly enough. Yeah, I thought it was really well done also. Um, uh, I. Also, life in the army is like no wonder he acts the way he is. That when when all those patients come in, they're just like taping people up, like oh like yeah, organs. And then there's like a sandstorm, so they got like crazy. I know, and, and like I know not like this is just a television show or whatever. But just from this, I was like, I absolutely could never be in the army. So hardcore. Like so grateful for people who choose right. to do that because I I couldn't I could not. Yeah, it's wild. Um. All right, should we talk about Callie? Yeah. Okay, so this kind of goes back to the first episode where is where it starts. Um, Callie is giving relationship advice to Bailey, to yes. Mark, and she is killing it with her relationship advice. It's like level-headed. It makes sense to the yeah. person. It's grown-up advice. She's killing it with her job. Yeah, she's, she's growing. Like, uh, cartilage. Cartilage, 
while giving advice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's just doing really good. And I actually, I, for, I forgot the speech was coming, but when she's like, I am killing it, we are doing so good. And she references like the Vegas marriage, the this, like she kind of references all the things that we always talk about. We're like, man, Kelly, you got shit, like, what, shit going on. Yeah. Living in a basement, getting married in Vegas, getting divorced, like all of this stuff. And then she says, like, someday I can't wait for us to be in this big house and you're there and we have kids and whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And Arizona's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, everything but the kids. Yeah, she was like, yikes, is what her words were. Yeah. And Callie's, like, very thrown off by that, obviously. And then she's like, wait, you're a pediatric surgeon. She's like, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want kids. Right. <laughs> Which like, I get, like, that makes sense. Yeah. She talks about, she's like, yeah. She's like, but you saved that kid's life today. She's like, yeah, but those parents are a hot mess. They're never going to hug their child again. Yes. Like all these things. And yeah, it's really. And so then um, she tells Mark and she's kind of like, question, Callie's kind of questioning, do I like need a kid or whatever? Right. And Mark like, it's like, you have to tell Arizona. And so she tells Arizona and... Arizona moves her hands. They're holding hands and she, like, yeah. pulls it away. Yeah. This um, is the this is the downhill part of Kelly and Arizona. Calzona. Yeah. They come back. Yeah. But... Do the... Can I ask a question? Yeah. It's a spoiler. Do they come back because... Well, her and Mark are going to sleep together, obviously. They come back because of the shooting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we don't have that long. No. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I thought it was, it's one of those crazy topics though, where like, it's if, a make or break. Yeah. Like if you don't want kids. If you're strongly in either way. Yeah. Like I absolutely don't want children or I absolutely do. And it would like, it would ruin my life if I chose the other one or like I would seriously regret it. When you're like an adult in that age, it's just a waste of time to be with that person. Right, right. Because you are you don't want to resent them, which no. like we'll see in Christina and Owen. Mm-hmm. It tears them apart. It tears Amelia yeah. apart too. Like it's, I think it's kind of like an, a non-negotiable. Like I think it's one thing like to be kind of unknown. You're like, I'm not sure. And you're both like, I'm not sure. Let's go with this. Yeah. Like I think that that is different. Absolutely. I think it's if you have a strong yes or no. Yeah. It's a non-negotiable. Um, yeah. Um, I just still can't believe... I'm just... Sorry, my note it was right after this. Just that Teddy shows up in that... Uh, helicopter. helicopter. Right then. I know. I can't get over it. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, we're going to start to see the downfall of them. I'm proud of them for standing up for their beliefs. Yeah. Like, that's shitty because it's like you're not breaking up because you're falling out of love. Well, and that thing that's so sad is like we have such, we're the healthy relationship. Right. Everyone's They're coming to celebrating. us. They're just celebrating. Yeah, like everyone's coming to us for advice. We're the healthy ones. And then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's really sad. And it's like, it's not even like Callie wants a baby right this second either. Right. That's the other thing that's frustrating is she's like, I can see us right. like in a couple years or whatever. Um, and, and it's like, oh shit, they've never even talked about that before. I feel like that's kind of like a big question to ask, like not on your first or second date, but like. Once you start getting serious. Yeah. Like in a, even like, even like semi-serious, like, do you see yourself ever having children? And if someone's like, fuck no, then you're like, I don't want to get attached to this person. I think it's once you reach a certain age too, like, because I think like. 
When you're in high school, don't ask that. Well, no. you don't even know who you are. No, but I'm like, I'm talking if you're looking for someone to be in a partnership with right. for a long period of time. Yeah, I agree. Um, should we go through our, like, random notes? Yes. Um, I thought it was so stupid in the first episode that that guy who had to get the implants was like, oh, can't have breasts inside of me. I was like, what toxic masculinity. You, you are. are so insecure. You yeah. probably... Why is this one? And then this woman, well, and I feel sad about, we didn't even really talk about that, but Teddy's like, it's scary when you like act like you love someone more than they love you. And I'm just like, God, what a dude. Like go find someone who loves you more than you love him. Right. Yeah. Like he's a piece of shit. Don't like, why are you, you don't need to apologize for like. Or they just need to be together and, and be honest with themselves. Yes. Yeah. Um, Arizona sips a straw. Yep, notice You're it. Welcome, now I Laura. notice it all the time. Yeah. Uh, Karev is still scared of Mark. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Um, um, Catherine Heigl is in the credits, but she is not in the episode. That's weird. Yeah. Um, can't bear kid your hugs, hugs these. Wait, can't bear hug your kid. <laughs> can't bear kid your hugs. Yeah, you can't barricade them. Sure can't. That was so sad to me. Yeah. Um, that she hugged her son too yeah. hard. Also, I fucking love when Jackson is being used as negotiation credits. They're yeah. like, he's got to just be in there because it'll come up at Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, at the end when Jackson is like, the Harper Avery was made to push surgeons, you know, whatever. And then Christina goes, this PSA has been delivered by the Harper Avery yeah. Foundation to make a donation. I thought that was so funny. I also loved at um, in the cafeteria when... Christina says to Lexi, you're just too good, little Gray. There's no getting over you. And then Lexi leaves and Meredith says to Christina, you clear the room every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, I forgot April existed until yeah. she stole the surgery from Meredith. Yeah, I was like, we haven't seen April in a while. And here she is doing Derek's grunt work. So she's still not doing surgery. No. Who? Yeah, what also, is she even doing? The patient who uh, had assisted suicide or whatever it's called, was her husband from? He looked so familiar to me. Did he look familiar to you? Kind of. But I meant I to look it up. Yeah, I I'll couldn't remember. Um, oh, I have a cool note. Okay. I Do yours first. One of mine is Christina rolling right out of bed when the alarm goes off at 5 a.m. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot. And I won't believe that's true. <laughs> You've never done that? No, I've never, ever gotten out of bed right when my alarm goes off. Tell me if this counts. Today, my alarm went off at 8 and I, I have one at 8.05, too. So I always just turn that one off. But then I it must have been on silent. So I, all of a sudden at 8.30, Jake's turns on. And I look at my phone and realize, oh, my God, I have to leave in 10 minutes. That's so I jumped immediately out of bed. That's not the same okay, thing. Okay, because I... Cause you, yeah, and you also had a half hour more of sleep. But I don't remember turning the first one off. Well, doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Um, I have a cool note. So Meredith at the end is reading a book in bed. And the author is Sean Hanley. And I was curious, like, what book would they have Meredith read? Like, I want to just know, you know, if it's in character. Sean Hanley is an assistant director of Grey's Anatomy. And there's some notes. His name was used for a window display on a street in Man in the Moon, which is an episode title. Yeah. His name was seen on a book cover that a patient was reading in Crash Into Me Part 1. His name was used on a book cover that Mare's reading in Suicide is Painless, which was this episode. It was also used on a book cover that April was packing for Jordan in Unbreak My Heart. And it's also used on a book cover in Go Big or Go Home. Oh, my God. That's so fun. Yeah. I thought it was a real book. I was, like, excited to see what they would have oh, Meredith that's, reading. Yeah, that's really it's cool. not a real book. That's great. Yeah. such Because when I typed in the name, the first thing that came up was the Gray's Wiki page. And I was like, what? Yeah. That's really great. So. Um, I have a couple more. Yeah. 
Um, I got GGBs and I cried when the woman was talking about wanting to see her daughter get married. Oh, yeah. Made me so sad. I did and then love the, the husband's the speech, speech, though. The husband, you did or didn't? I did. I liked yeah, it. I got teary-eyed. John got teary-eyed. We both got teary-eyed. We were like, it was so sad. Yeah. And he was like, you know, like, there will be grandchildren. There will be fights and, like... You got to be around for it and you got to fight. And I was like, oh God, which is really interesting. I mean, obviously very different diagnoses, but like how the episode before is like, you got to fight. And then the this second episode like was like, you don't have to fight. Yeah. Um, also th- love that the husband said like brides, mothers get shit on on weddings, which is really, really true. true. Yeah. They don't get, there's not a lot of roles they play. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I thought that was very funny. I laughed. Um, in the second episode, there are two Angus and Julia Stone songs. In, or, yeah, in it. And my last note was, God, this is a sad episode. Yeah, it was rough. They showed that guy die, like, twice. Yeah, it was, yeah, they did. It was really, really sad. Do you have any other ones? Nope, that's all. Um, okay, you can do the first notes and trivia. All right, so episode title originated from the song Push, originally sung by The Cure. The episode scored 10.94 million viewers. The computer Richard used while convincing Christina to switch sides uses the Windows 7 operating Cool! Yeah. Chandra Wilson originally was not supposed to be directing the episode, but was asked to when the director fell out. This made it a very busy time for her, as there was a lot of Bailey scenes in this episode. Therefore, schedules were rearranged so she could do the acting parts in the morning and direct the rest of the day. Interesting! I love that she directs the episode where she talks about her lady parts. Yes, that's so good. And she looks fucking beautiful in the last scene. Yes, she does. Um, Okay, Suicide is Painless. This episode's title originated from the song Suicide is Painless, originally sung by Johnny Mandel. And this is an important note that John wanted me to point out to everyone that this song is the theme song to MASH, the show MASH. Perfect. And so that is not in notes and trivia, but he wanted me to tell you We should add it. Yeah. Um, This episode scored 11.57 million viewers. This episode focuses heavily on Owen and his time in Iraq. Arizona says the phrase, pulls the trigger, Mm. which could also foreshadow the events in season finale. Um, This episode won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Makeup for a Single Camera Series Non-Prosthetic. And this episode marks the last one in which Katherine Heigl is credited, although she didn't appear in it. I don't know why she's credited then. Mistake. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I love that they won an Emmy for it. Yeah. All right, who do we want to give the Catherine Fox, formerly known as Harper Avery Award, to? Um, I actually read your two suggestions, and I I really like them. I feel like that second episode is so different than the first one that we almost, like, need to have two. Yeah. So the first one I said was Callie for having all the relationship advice, making cartilage, telling Arizona what she wants. A baby, like even if that's scary. Right, it's telling the truth. Yeah. I agree with you. But then I also said Teddy, um, she helps her patient with physician's assisted suicide and she kind of tells Owen off. She like, um, she advocates for her patient pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm agreeing with you on both and think that we should have two because I think that second episode is so different and like some of the characters are even in it. Great. Rate the episode. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 also. I gave it a 7.5, yeah. I really liked the backstory. I I feel like the more explaining about Owen they could do, the better. Like, just help me understand. Yeah, I really feel like I didn't hate Owen in this episode. Right. Because I felt like, like you said, I could understand him a little bit more. Right. 
I think he would make a great spinoff where he is a trauma surgeon at war. Yes. Would, he would be the fucking shining star. He would be. Why don't we pitch this to Shonda? Yeah, and him and Teddy can go off. And start that show. With April? Bring April back? Yeah, maybe like we just The ghost of George O'Malley. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. It's time for You would never watch an Owen-led show. No, I wouldn't. I would try. No, I haven't even tried Station 19. I know I need to. I heard it's actually good. Mm. Is it though? But it's the same thing. Like, I really like Ben, but he's not my favorite character. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. If they did a Christina spinoff. Oh my God. She would never do it. Yeah, she wouldn't, but maybe. I mean, Killing Eve, she is over in another country. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So just think of it that way. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Well, would you like to call time a death breach? Sure, I would love to. Um... Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, Episodes 19 and 20. We're getting to the end of season six. Yep. Um, Time of death, 21, 28. Beep. Beep.